One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. It stopped being Smash Brothers and started being like... Euro Truck Simulator. It started becoming... Stop being <laughs> Smash Brothers and started <laughs> becoming Euro Truck Simulator. I think that's actually a very apt comparison. Hello and welcome to Pocket Buds, a back pocket podcast where I talk to my best buds about video games and stuff. This week, we're talking about wrestling games. Do you know what the very first wrestling game was? I didn't until I looked it up on the internet. The world's first wrestling game was released in 1983 and was called Tag Team Wrestling. However, it was called The Big Pro Wrestling in Japan, which is an ultimately cooler name, so we'll be going with that one for now. The Big Pro Wrestling was developed for arcade machines by Technos Japan and was later ported to NES due to its success in arcades. The message was clear, the good people of the world wanted wrestling games and they wanted them now. But alas, they didn't just want any old wrestling games. They wanted good wrestling games with all their favorite wrestlers where they could do their favorite signature moves and really feel immersed in the ring. So began 40 years of wrestling games covering a vast array of promotions. You had your Fire Pro Wrestling games, your Virtual Pro Wrestling games, your ECW Anarchy Rules, and then TNA Impact and WCW slash NWO Revenge. And of course, there was a whole heap of New Japan games as well. And then there were the wrestling games that belonged to no promotions at all, from Cutie Suzuki's Ringside Angel for the Sega Mega Drive, all the way to Hulk Hogan's main event for the Xbox Kinect, brother! Who's got the largest arms in the world, brother? But I'd be a fool, a darn downright fool, to not mention the wonderful world of once WWF and now WWE. While not the first promotion to jump into the video game world, it's an undeniable fact that WWE has been in the wrestling game business for the longest and most consistent time. It all started not with the WWF name, but instead with Micro League Wrestling for the Commodore 64, rather than the real-time, action-oriented wrestling game that fans have grown to love nowadays. Micro League Wrestling went with a turn-based strategy approach. If the long list of wrestling games that came after it is anything to go by, this gameplay system didn't really stick. Instead, one could argue that the first real WWF game was 1989's WWF WrestleMania, developed for the NES by Rare. That's right, the Banjo-Kazooie makers. Uh But that wasn't the only WWF game to come out in that year, as Technos Japan, who you might remember from earlier, released WWF Superstars for arcades too. From there, WWE games would be thrown between a few different developers, most notably Acclaim Entertainment, Archie Corporation, Ukes, and Visual Concepts. Visual Concepts has been making their games consistently since 2K20, Ukes jumped ship after 2K19 and eventually moved over to AEW Fight Forever, Archie Corporation eventually turned into Sin Sophia and started making girly fashion games, which is what I call a natural evolution, and Acclaim Entertainment went bankrupt after a colourful laundry list of controversies. But what of the wrestling game world now? 
Is there a conclusive best wrestling game? Is there a worst one? How are developers making themselves stand out from the rest when it comes to games about meaty boys and girls smacking each other silly? Who knows if these questions will be answered? I do, but I'm not telling you just yet. Joining me today to talk shop when it comes to good old-fashioned wrestling is content manager for Rooster Teeth, former funny boy for Mega64, local dipshit, and my good friend Eric Bedore. Ruby, <laughs> Ruby, what? That was an intro. That good, was, right? I did my you research. Like, you like wrote a whole thing and read a whole thing. I work in podcasts. I don't do half that much work week to week. <laughs> is, I'm really impressed. Wow. I got it. I got it. I, I love. Uh, I love a big busty intro. You know, like I love kind of starting the show off strong. You know. <laughs> big busty intro well if (laughs) you know what you've come to the right thing because if we're talking about big busty intros then professional wrestling is definitely right up your alley oh yeah big time now uh Mm -hmm. i want to go back i want to go back in time to whenever it was that you got into wrestling when did you first get into wrestling and what kind of did it for you uh, when I, so I was born in, uh, the 1900s, uh, I was born in 1986. Yeah, I Sorry. know you're telling me I was born in 1986. <laughs> um, I, so at that time that was when WWF was really starting to like, not even starting, but like really going off the consolidation of, of companies kind of happens all through the seventies into the eighties. And then it's really, it's Hulkamania brother, brother, big dude, like all through that era. And then I remember being very young and it being on TV and not really knowing, understanding like what it was, but my dad going, this is dumb. And then changing the channel and going, (laughs) okay. Um, And then the thing that really got me into wrestling was seeing it off and on here and there, whatever. And then probably 1996. So I was right around 10 years old um, watching some WWF, which was, ter- I mean, just terrible at the time. Uh, but WCW, <laughs> uh, watching a lot yeah. of WCW, um, was really the thing that got me into it. WCW was a rival is world championship wrestling, the rival to the world wrestling federation. And it was the more, I don't know how you'd qualify it in Australia, but in the U S WCW did wrestling and it was the more Southern, you know, you have like some, like no one's like really in great, great shape. Everyone kind of looks like they would get in real fights. Um, that's the more like wrestling of it. And the WWF was like wrestling, <laughs> wrestling. Like it, yeah. it had the glitz and the glamour, uh, the character Duke, the dumpster Drosy was a character and he was a garbage man. <laughs> That rocks. That rocks. That's cool. So that was, that was WWF at the time. But then, you know, being a preteen in America in the nineties, um, especially in the late nineties into the early two thousands, we as a nation said yes to kid rock and D generation X. So it all sort of ties together in like the late nineties to where I become very, very, very obsessed with professional wrestling. Mm. And since then, Oh man, I think I haven't stopped watching since like 1996. Yeah. And like, I mean, I understand as somebody who's into wrestling now and, and actually only got into wrestling, I mean, quote unquote back into, but like, mm-hmm. I, I would argue my big getting into wrestling started in the past few years. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but like, that's something I can understand. Wrestling is an interest that a lot of people like, oh, you know, why would you like wrestling? It's stupid. Mm -hmm. I can understand it. Mm -hmm. What I cannot understand is, is, uh, America's love for Kid Rock. And and I would argue that like your, your country's dive into Kid Rock ultimately was the start of, of the end. Yeah, I, I definitely think that you can trace it further back to Reagan and kind of like look at the steps that led us to say yes to like corn and Limp Biscuit and then Kid Rock, which really was sort of like our falling off of yeah. our turning point. Um, but I think it, they should have stopped at Limp Biscuit. I think they should have been like, you know what, this is we've we've perfected it. This yeah, is great. I, I Let's think, not go any further. I think it would have been fine, but TRL demanded more. And when Carson Daly yeah. and Total Request Live said more let's what else you got the uh the world screamed back kid rock and (laughs) 
And uh, we, we should have shut him up. Yeah, should have gotten the pillow and muffled it. The worst. But the, but I think that the hard thing with like Kid Rock and, and new metal in general, and I had this conversation with my friend Robbie at a uh, at an independent pro wrestling show this last week, yeah. is um, we were, uh, the show was getting started and they were playing like 90s rock and like early 2000s like new metal. And I was saying like, hey, I think maybe this should get like, this is like, I'm almost 40 and like, this is fucking old, man. Like, they got to like not do this. And he went, what era of music do you want pro wrestling to be? And I said, great point. Uh, I think maybe these things are made for each other. I think, you know, that shitty era of like new metal rap rock. And then even before where it's like Rob Zombie and stuff, it's really yeah. all tied with the weird like performative hyper masculinity that pro wrestling sort of like embodies and, and tries to be it. The, the closest thing that I would put it to would be it's, it's drag, but yeah, sort of like the other way. Um, <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah. Well, no, but that, that's how I describe it to people. Like yeah. anytime someone's like, why do you like wrestling? Like, like mm-hmm. pointing at me specifically, <laughs> uh, like, like a, a beautiful young woman who has no business. Being right. Wrestling. Of course. Like, of course. Why do you mm-hmm. like wrestling. And I'm like, it's drag. It is yeah. drag, man. Yeah. Like, especially like I show them someone like Dalton Castle. And oh, yeah. Oh yeah, 100%. It. It, like, it's okay, fair. It's the look and the pageantry. It's more than just the work rate and the moves. The work rate and the moves are like a lot of fun and, and you want to see the story that's being told in the ring, but it, if you can do it without taking a bump, you're so much you're so good at yeah. it and that's the best. There's a there's a local show in Austin, Texas that I do commentary for and the owner, Ray Papadon Campos was a wrestler in the awesome. 80s and the 90s. And he owns it and his husband is a drag performer. And once a year, I think it's like every March, they do a big wrestling drag performance thing. So it's like they'll do a match and then a drag performer will come out and do their show like in the ring and then two more matches and more dancing. And then it always ends with the big bad guy, you know, all the drag performers come out and they're all having fun and then like the big bad guy comes out and he goes this is pro wrestling this isn't this isn't (laughs) for you and then they hit they hit him with some kind of move and then beat him up and everyone (laughs) cheers and throws money in the ring because drag and wrestling are the same (laughs) it's amazing it's great it's amazing it's great it rocks right yeah 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 can i ask you can, can i ask you what got you where did you come from to get back into wrestling like this? What did you, where did that come from? I started watching old Kenny Omega matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that got me back in, honestly. He got yeah. me back into wrestling. He's fucking cool, man. He's so mm-hmm. cool. And he's a dork. My uh, partner showed me him entering the ring as Sans. And I'm like, that's fucking stupid. Oh, it's, <laughs> and I was like, it's All right. so easy to show an anime fan Kenny Omega and... They go, this is my fucking guy. Uh, yeah. A friend who just moved, this is probably about a year ago, he moved to Japan to kind of like study abroad and do like the schooling thing or, or whatever. But he wasn't a really big wrestling fan until probably 2019. I moved to Austin and and showed him like, hey, this is wrestling. And he's like, who is that? And it was Kenny Omega wearing tights, <laughs> tights from some anime and i'm like oh that's this guy he's like the best guy he does this this and this and he's like that's my guy like that the end like kenny omega is my guy and now he is ride or die for kenny omega he goes to new japan shows in japan he just he's all about it he's all about it and it's so wrestling is drag but it's also anime it's storytelling. Yeah, wrestling's drag. It's anime. It's video games. It is. Um, it totally is. It's it absolutely having fun is. and mm-hmm. being friends. Like mm-hmm. wrestling is everything, and it's real. It is. It is, and it's real. And, all of it's real, and it's all real. And the crazy thing is, is like I got in through Kenny Omega, and then mm-hmm. started watching AEW, um, yep. and suddenly all these other wrestlers, I just kind of like gravitated towards like Orange Cassidy and oh, yeah. Maki Ito, and like it was, it was just like out of nowhere. I'm like, oh this is amazing. Like, this is so much fun to watch. Not only are they extremely talented, mm-hmm. but it's just 
fun. It's just yeah. so fun, you know? It, like, it, so like, It's the best. I get it. It's just the best. It's just the best. Now, considering I'm a pretty new fan, and I think mm-hmm. uh, a, a lot of people that I know are pretty new fans as well of wrestling, do you think it's kind of had a bit of a re- renaissance in recent years? Oh, God, yes. Oh, my God. It's the biggest that it's been in the zeitgeist just in sort of my day-to-day life. Wrestling is the biggest now that it has been in 20 years. Um, When you look at the way it's consumed, the volume at which it's consumed, and the money that it's making, there has never been a better time in the business other than like 1999. Uh, The TV deals are astronomical. They're making money hand over fist. Um, the wrestlers are healthier and longer lasting now than they ever have in the history of professional wrestling. And Mm. I am asked more casually about not just WWE, which it always was, but Hey, what's AEW? Hey, what are the local shows you go to? Hey, who's this person? Hey, I saw a clip of this guy and it's always orange Cassidy. I saw a clip of this guy. (laughs) Is it always like that? It, and, and, and it, it is really easy now to get people into it and i can see why people are gravitating to it because it has once again become a variety show where it had been so sorely lacking for years and years um the variety of it all where you have if you aren't a fan of the biggest buffest tallest guy that's fine because you have Orange Cassidy who wrestles with his hands in his pockets. And you have Dalton Castle who has the big pageantry of the whole thing. You have Brian Cage who's jacked to the gills. You have these tag teams Maybe. like the Young Bucks. And, and you just yeah. have you have a million things to look at. I knew that it was kind of back when I showed my wife and we would go to a show like here. We saw in Austin, there's a company called Inspire Pro Wrestling. It's probably like the biggest <laughs> independent wrestling company in Austin and we would go when we first moved to Austin and we would see Ricky Starks versus MJF. And it was, it was with 150 people maybe. And then (laughs) then AEW pops off and now we're seeing orange Cassidy who my wife had seen wrestle live. And she went, I've seen that guy. That guy's great. Like I've, Oh, I've seen these guys. Oh, I like this. And then that's, the fun of wrestling is following the people. Now, I think if you stay with it, a lot of the fun of it is seeing people that start in a very small local scene who make waves, who break through, who continue like that climb. And they have these careers where they're main eventing WrestleMania and they're all over like 81,000 people in Wembley. And you're just going like, I saw this, I paid $15 to see this guy at the back room of a movie theater in Austin, Texas. Stunning. <laughs> it, it It is having a yeah. renaissance. I think it's very easy for people to watch. I think it's very, 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 Absolutely. very, very easy for people to watch right now. And very easy to get, get into. And I think there's a sort of beauty in getting other people into wrestling because then they'll always come to you be like, hey, explain this storyline to me. Like, like mm-hmm. uh, why, did, why did Samoa Joe shove MJF? Yep. on his way back. Explain that to me. And it's like, well, I think you'll mm-hmm. find. And so it's like two people getting to enjoy very different things, one explaining and one get, getting further into the madness yeah. of wrestling. Yeah, it's 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 all lore focused, right? Like you can be, I've done this kind of like through my life, this whole explanation of this is that l- wrestling is such a lore focused thing. It's comic books when people go like, well, I want to watch it, but where do I start? The thing we always said when uh, me and our, our friend Brian we're doing a podcast years and years ago was just start watching. Now they will tell you everything you need to know in order to catch up in order to know who everyone is in order to get filled in on the storylines. They're going to, they're going to spoon feed you this stuff as sort of a, a fan, almost like a lifelong fan with this stuff. When I was younger, I was a really big Billy Gunn fan in like 1998 and yeah. to watch his career sort of go through what it has and where he's at. It's been very cool, but I have changed. It's fun to kind of go around the world with it because I've really changed the way that I've enjoyed wrestling where I was, I liked all the lower card guys when I was younger. And then I got a little bit older and I'm watching ring of honor and pro wrestling gorilla. And I was a work rate guy. I wanted to see 
the little guys who got in there and did the holds and did all the moves and they exchanged all this <laughs> stuff and the best wrestler in the world and that kind of thing. And then you kind of keep going and we go like, ah, I kind of like, I want to watch like the big guys, like really just fucking beat the shit out of each other. And then you keep going. And now I'm at a point in my life where I'm watching and I'm going the best wrestlers on TV and the best wrestlers that you see in person are the guys who can tell you a story in the ring and not take a single bump. The mm. guys who can tell the story without having to do. I love a Canadian destroyer and the back-to-back -back Canadian destroyers and like all that stuff. Yeah. I think that shit's so fun and there's always going to be a place for that. My favorite matches are the ones where the guys are walk and brawl fighting around. They're bleeding. No one's taking a bump in the ring. They're just beating the <laughs> shit out of each other to tell that story. That's so fun. And I think that there's something for everyone in that wrestling how it is and sort of how it's grown and what it is now. Uh, it's, it's just a blast. It's just so much fun. And kind of moving into uh, video games. Cause we got to, we got to, that's what we're here for video games. Yeah. We're here for video games. You know, mm -hmm. you play video games. I mm -hmm. play video games. In fact, I would argue that we became friends yeah. due to both of us playing video games and also both of us knowing my brother, Jake. Absolutely. So, yeah. hundred percent. That's how it is. Mm -hmm. So what was the first wrestling game you ever played? Uh, I had pro wrestling on the NES. Uh, yeah. So that was in 89, 80, yeah. maybe 90, something like that. So I'm pretty sure uh, it's 89. Yeah, rewind this to the intro. You guys listen to the intro again. Listen to this whole <laughs> podcast. You'll get all the information one more time. Uh, 86, uh, so, uh in yeah, Japan. I had that game, uh, <laughs> played it all the time. Really fun. Really, like, didn't really understand what I was doing, but was drawn to it, and I went like, oh, I really like this. There was a WWF game on the NES, Steel Cage, Royal Rumble, Steel Cage, WrestleMania. I don't remember what it was, uh, but I played that a lot. And then a lot of just playing those games back and forth until uh, I think it was WCW versus The World, and then WCW NWO Revenge. And that's when it really had a stranglehold on me because yeah. you could play WWF Warzone, but it sucked so fucking much, but you were just <laughs> dying for anything that had the rock and stone cold Steve Austin in it. Like you're just fucking, Oh my God, you're just losing your mind for anything with these guys. And then, you know, WCW NWO revenge is just so great. And, uh, in the WWF attitude for the Nintendo 64, uh, all of those games for the Nintendo 64, where they weren't good. If you tried to play, the, I've tried to play them on stream <laughs> and stuff. They're brutal. Yeah. They are like not. Yeah. Uh, oh, blah, blah. But WCW NWO Revenge was really like the one where you went, hey, they might like this. Might fucking it's the Aki engine stuff, like the Ukes Aki uh, yeah, engine, where you're just like, holy shit. And then WWF WrestleMania 2000 was like damn that was the game that i spent so much time playing with friends um and that's not even like all the games i played those are just like the ones that i consider like early wrestling games i never really played the original smackdown games i thought they looked like shit <laughs> the original <laughs> playstation smackdown games were so ugly they're so <laughs> ugly um and i just didn't i didn't like the look uh and i just i just didn't prefer I did not prefer them at all, but yeah, whew, man, early wrestling games were a lot of fun. And, uh, and then we missed that for about 20 years. Why is that? Because they were fucking terrible because <laughs> <laughs> WWF 2000 for the, uh, and Nintendo 64 is based on virtual pro wrestling. That is what it's, yeah. they reskinned and everything. Virtual pro wrestling, uh, is an all Japan game with yeah. the four pillars and it's it's really great virtual pro wrestling 2 is maybe the best wrestling game ever made and then they reskin this for wwf no mercy wwf no mercy is probably the best american wrestling game ever made period where i would like cut school to go to my friend mike mellow's house and play like 45 minute ladder matches and it would just be like this is stunning like every this is fucking incredible after that moves into kind of like the playstation 2 era all the presentation upgrades, it all looks really good. It is true to TV. And you have these really fun games in Just Bring It, Shut Your Mouth, 
uh, these are all SmackDown. SmackDown, just bring it. SmackDown, shut your mouth. SmackDown, <laughs> here comes the pain. Right. So you're just names. being really rude. Uh huh. Great, great <laughs> names. And it's all like The Rock, and he's pointing at you. It's fucking of wow. Course. They're yeah. they're really being mean to me. But um, <laughs> that is to me where the fun starts to end because after here comes the pain, it moves into uh, WWE SmackDown versus Raw. And that's maybe the last good game, which was 2005, maybe. And so, yeah, for the next almost 20 years, we did not receive a fun wrestling game because they stopped being fun games and they started becoming simulations. Miserable. Managing your, you have to, now you're man, now instead of grappling and doing the cool moves and having fun, you're managing stamina meters and health bars and all of this stuff. And I really, man, you just try to squeeze any ounce of fun you can out of the 2K series. And they're great for simulations for my Twitch stream. They're so fucking boring. They're boring, 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 boring games to play that just really bum me out to think about what they did with like that series. Um, they look so good and they are no fun. Uh, what was <laughs> it? Have, have you played other than maybe fight forever? Have you played any like wrestling game in like the last 10 years? I as a bit uh, for fun. I tried to play mm-hmm. 2k 20 um, mm-hmm. and it just did not work for me. No. Other than that, I, I think I played 2k 22. Mm hmm. Because I might have gotten a, a, a review copy for it. Uh-huh. It's just a it's a it's a lot of management of yourself. It is, which I kind of it was it was a bit overwhelming. If mm-hmm. Yeah, it re- it it is. It stopped being a fun thing. It stopped being Smash Brothers and started being like like Tekken. Or Street Fighter. Like Euro Truck Simulator. It started becoming, stop being <laughs> Smash Brothers and started becoming Euro Truck Simulator. Yeah. Where you're, you're like, really. Now you've got like all these different buttons and, and things to uh-huh. pull in front of you. And like, you just want to drive the truck, right? Yep. But you've yep. also got to be pressing all these other things. Like, it's like, it's, it's like Euro Truck Simulator, yeah. you know? Yeah. I think that's actually a very apt comparison because it really stopped being fun and started being like, okay, in order to do the carry move, soft grapple and then hold the right bumper and press <laughs> up on the thumbstick and press the X button. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I could never hand this to a nine-year-old. No. And and the thing is like AW Fight Forever still kind of has some complexities. Mm-hmm. But as somebody that really really struggled to pick up any uh newer WWE games purely because they were just like kind of too much, mm-hmm. I I did appreciate AW Fight Forever for being a bit more simple. It's still trying to do a lot, but it's a lot simpler than the new wwe games definitely is uh a fight forever i really enjoyed uh it is definitely a throwback to what those virtual pro wrestling and wwf no mercy games were but faster and a little bit more involved and there's like a little bit more going on and i really hope that they keep adjusting and updating and doing more stuff with it because i think for a first effort for a company that's never made a video game before i think it's really great and i think it's a great base to start with and if they keep it up i'm not looking for it to be starfield i'm looking for it to be something that isn't the big management hall that the 2k games are uh, and it can just be the same amount of fun that I'm already having. That's what I hope it can keep being. And I like to think Mm -hmm. at least from a personal perspective, I wouldn't go into a wrestling game thinking Mm -hmm. this game's going to change my life and it's going to be the best game that I'll ever play in my entire life. Like I'm not, I'm not going in going, I want to be brought to tears. Mm -hmm. I, I want my life to be changed. I want to, I want to play this game, finish it, and then sit mm-hmm. back with my hands in my lap and go, whoa, I guess I'm going to look at the world a whole lot different now. Like I don't go into a wrestling game <laughs> thinking that, you know, I, I, I go into it going, I'm ready to smash meat. Like I'm ready uh-huh. to slap. 
Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to smack Uh, and slap a little. Yeah, I think what happens is that... um, when you are a wrestling fan now, uh, you are terminally online in a way that is detrimental <laughs> to your mental health and the mental health of those Ooh, around yeah. you. Um, you they, everything, this is really the hard thing with wrestling, is that it's become a very like Netflixy Disney Disney Plus sort of situation where if there are people there who want the thing specifically for them the way that they want it, of the time. And if it's not the thing that they like 100%, then it's dog shit and it's the worst thing they've ever done. And why would anyone like this? And you get all of that where it's like you have a variety show, which is professional wrestling. And then people going, no, this should just be the one (laughs) thing. It's okay. So then those people, who are shockingly terminally online and like wrestling. They also happen to really enjoy video games way too much. Uh, Stunning. Uh, Really crazy that the overlap, as far as a Venn diagram goes, it's just sort of one circle. Um, (laughs) They, they have put their whole sort of personality into being contrarian in a way that is like boring to have to read about day in and day out. And then they're like, well, yeah, this game's, this game sucks. Why would anyone play this? And it's like, man, I'm never going to play another fucking 2K game. Yeah, I, all I'm hoping is that Fight Forever can change so much of the way 2K does stuff because 2K can go, oh, it doesn't have to be so fucking complicated. Just stop making it so fucking complicated. Stop yeah. making it yeah. so complicated. It doesn't need to be. I think no. people will like it more if it's not, you know? No. Like, keep it simple, stupid. Like, right? I, I feel like that's kind of the the line they should go for right the, it, you're you're totally right I, I mean like fight forever i think is a real testament to what uh, a wrestling game can be it's trying to achieve something that isn't the simulation base and it's not trying to be you get the whole presentation and this is exactly what you see on tv it is taking it and going this is all the best parts of what you see on tv and we're going to give you the little entrance piece and then you're going to start the match and you're going to be able to do all the moves and Kenny Omega has every V trigger you've ever wanted. He has a bunch of different Snapdragon suplexes. He, you can do the one winged angel from the top rope. That's all. That's it. That's all I want. I want Ricky Starks to do his little pose and I want to see him do the spear. I want to see Brian Danielson do a knee and a bunch of kicks like John Moxley's bleeding all over the place. There's an exploding barbed wire death match. <laughs> it's giving me all the pieces where I go, oh, this is fun. This is so fun. And I love it. I love it. Like I never, uh, to, I guess to put it this way, it, I never thought in 2004 when I was watching Scorpio Sky wrestle in a Jewish community center in front of 60 people that I was there and he's wrestling a su- like some other local SoCal guy. I don't think yeah. I ever looked at him and went like, that guy is going to be in a video game, but he <laughs> is. And Chuck Taylor is in a video game and- Orange Cassidy is in a video game and Trent is in a video game. And those are guys I never, ever thought would ever be able to be in something like that. And AEW is such a cool opportunity for these guys who are that good to be in a spot where they can be in these things to get out in front of people because that's all the video game is. The video game should be a way to corral people and see this thing and go, Who's this orange Cassidy? Oh, you press a button and put his hands in his pockets and you go, yeah, he really wrestles like that. And they go, no way. And then they (laughs) want to see it. It's just, it's the way to ingest the top of funnel ingestion of people in a different way. 
I feel like Orange Cassidy is the ultimate pull for people who aren't into wrestling. Like he's hundred percent. Yeah. So easy. Just, just being like, Oh, look at this guy. He wears sunglasses mm-hmm. the whole time and he doesn't give a honk. It's, Mm-mm. it's funny. It's very, look at him and, and they do. And they're like, Oh, Oh, this is wrestling. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. get it now. I, I get it now. And he is the easiest draw for anybody who would normally not be into it. And I remember in the mid 2010s, when all you heard about him was people going, he's so good. He's training all these people. He's so much fun to watch. You know, too bad this gimmick doesn't transfer to a big arena. Too bad he'll never be a guy who can be on TV. This gimmick just doesn't work. That is all. I mean, me and my me and my buddy Robbie talk about it all the time. And it, it's just a thing where it's like, these people are so set in stone about what you're not allowed to do in wrestling that they miss out on you're only allowed to do this in wrestling and being able to be a guy who puts his hands in his pocket. You can't do that in MMA. You'll die. Someone will legitimately like kill, like they'll hit you so hard you die. But in pro wrestling, you can do (laughs) something like that. And wrestling is all about like what you can get away with and what you can tell a story about. And Orange Cassidy is the ultimate guy who can tell a story. Also, he is, I don't know, like he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. But what we just saw with his international title run, he is maybe the, we got a long way to go in the rest of the decade or whatever, but he's making a run for best wrestler of the 2020s because his last three years have been untouchable in a way where I don't know that I've ever seen it in my life, the way that he's been turning in performances. Oh, that man has been constantly defending his title constantly mm-hmm. and being like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll do it. And like, like the, the whole like nonchalance works so mm-hmm. perfectly with it. Cause he's like, I don't really care about it. So I'll fight anyone for it. And then he just keeps winning. But, but not only does he just keep winning, he keeps putting on these incredible performances and like the, the final run with him and John Moxley was just chef's kiss. Cause it, it, cause it, incredible been fighting for such a long time. The man yep. was covered in, in, uh, not bandages. What are they called? Like Stickers? it's kinesial, it's kinesial tape. Yeah. Yep. Kinesial tape. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. or, uh, what I like to call big boy stickers. Yes, they are big, big boy, stickers. boy stickers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and he's he is, you know, doing his darndest. But to be realistic, the man's falling apart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, big time. Big time. Big time fucked up. Really had a great run with that title and everything. Are you, I don't know how you, how aware you are of his, like, whole career and what he did before he was Orange Cassidy. Did you ever see him wrestle? He- Fire Ant. He's a masked fighter before. Yes. Yeah. His name was, he wrestled in Chikara Pro Wrestling. He wrestled as, uh, he wrestled as Fire Ant. He was, (laughs) he was in a mask and he was one of the many ants that wrestled under a mask. (laughs) Chuck Taylor was also one of the other ones and everything. He was so good. And, A big thing in wrestling is you can't, you know, a lot of guys want to just kind of be like, I'm wearing a black t-shirt and I'm fucking cool. Um, Yeah. What happens when you're under a mask is that no one can see your face. So when you're selling the pain and all of that stuff, no one can see it. So you have to get very emotive with your body. And what that's done, I think you can see with Orange Cassidy is that he is so emotive and so like easy to read just yeah. through body language that you go, man, this guy's really good. And then you watch him wrestle and you go, this guy's really fucking good. And there are people yeah. that just never gave him a chance. People who just didn't give a fuck about, oh, he's a comedy wrestler. He's a <laughs> joke. And it's like, yeah, he's really funny. Ooh. And he's also great. And it's like, that's again, it's not about what wrestling can't be. It's about what wrestling can be. The only place that it's allowed and it can be to be so like many that. things. Yep. It's yep, so yep, weird it can, when people it, put comedy wrestlers and, mm-hmm. and quote unquote serious wrestlers in like different places. Cause these guys are in the locker room together. They're yeah. buddy, buddy, they're friends. Yeah. Like, like this weird online mind virus of being yeah. like, Oh, these two things can't be in the same room. It's like, 
John Moxley, who is, mm-hmm. you know, a quote unquote serious wrestler, and Orange Cassidy, a comedy wrestler, just had one of the greatest matches I've ever seen all year. So, like, yeah. f- to, to be like, oh, they can they coexist? Shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. It's Shut it's really up. it's really people who I, I mean, the thing about wrestling is that uh the drama, all the backstage drama and everything is what people really, really want. They want it more. I, I don't think people will admit it, but uh, especially the people who are posting about it all the time. They love the cheese may. Oh, they yeah. love all like the little gossip. They're all gossipy little we're all gossipy little bitches if we like wrestling. That's like oh, the yeah. big thing. But the thing about the comedy wrestlers versus oh, the straight, like the serious, like the main eventers, all of the main event wrestlers are, that can be funny. All, all I remember is like the rock cutting funny promos, Kurt Angle being a funny guy. Stone Cold Steve Austin would do comedy. John Moxley doing comedy. MJF doing comedy. Chris Jericho doing comedy. Like it's so prevalent because it's about being entertaining. It's not about who's going to do so many of these moves. It's going to be, you have to think about the eight-year-old who's never seen it before. And when the show is over, they don't remember the double wrist lock that somebody applied in like the third match that they saw of 10 matches. But they do remember when Sammy Guevara came down to the ring with a panda hat. They remember a guy named Daddy Magic. They, They remember these flamboyant characters, they remember Penta and they remember Ray Phoenix because they're so interesting to look at and so different. And that's the thing where it's like, if you're entertaining, you can get over anywhere. Yeah. You just have to be entertaining. And that's something that a lot of people forget with wrestling because they get too focused listening to like Linkin Park's first album and going like, I have to embody (laughs) Linkin Park's first album. Uh, It's like, no, 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 just be fun. Just be cool. Just be cool. I have to be the most legit guy in the world. Nothing is jokes to me. That's exactly Ruby. Ruby, that's exactly what it is. It is. It's a, it's a bunch of guys who are like, yeah, I mean, I'm, this is all like, we're, it's like pretend, but like, I'm a real badass. And it's like that. I I don't give a fuck about that. What are you talking (laughs) about? Yeah. I didn't didn't pay a ticket to see you be a real badass. I wanted to see someone get choke slammed. A choke slam. I want to see a pile driver. I want to get scared. That's what I'm talking about. I want to, that's what we go to like these small indie shows or whatever. And people are doing like pile drivers and stuff. And you're just like, Oh, I don't know if you guys are good enough to be doing that yet. Please don't hurt each other. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. Um, Now look, going back to games, going back to video games. Love it. Uh, it happens all the time. Don't worry. Every time I, I'm on the show, like on the our live show and talk yeah. about, start talking about wrestling, I have to like reel myself back in. It's so <laughs> easy. It's, there's so many tangents to go on, but, but, f- but so refocusing many. back on, on video games. Yeah. On video games. It's video game time. Um, there's also been like a kind of rise in uh, uh, indie wrestling games and, and uh, wrestling games that quote unquote aren't quite wrestling games. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a few that haven't come out yet that I'm keen to talk about in a second. But first, uh, two of note, um, for me at least, would have to be WrestleQuest, which came out quite recently by Mega Cat Studios. Uh, I've played a bit of that and quite enjoyed it. And Wrestle Empire by mm. Matt Dickey. Is it Matt Dickey? Is that it? Yeah. M- yeah. Hell yeah. M- D- yeah. His name's Matt Dickey. Big M Dickey uh, making something from scratch in the most insane style way. Have you seen the early iterations of those, like his like Wrestling Empire games? Like, no. Wh- oh, what, what you see now is the culmination of someone who has worked tirelessly to make games that are like, wow. This is really cool. Go rewind the fucking clock if you can and find his old versions of these games. They are fucking, they're ugly. Like, it's the same kind of look, but uglier and worse. It's awesome. It's so fucking cool. He makes the wackiest shit. I, I, I love a guy who's in it for the love of the game. And that's, that's M. Dickey. He is doing, yeah. he's doing this for no one but him. He's just like, I, <laughs> I don't have, if you go to his Wikipedia page, I love it. You go to his Wikipedia page and it's like, oh, it's just a guy playing a mobile game, whatever. And it lists all of his stuff that he used to do. Born 1980 or 1981. 
what the fuck? <laughs> that's awesome i recommend right? yeah i recommend wrestling empire to everyone because as a nintendo switch game it is unstoppable it is unbeatable they're so fun and fucking cool but i think what mm. i love about wrestling empire I, I mean and there's a lot of things i love about it i watched a friend of the show tom walker playing mm-hmm. wrestling empire and um just throwing a bunch of different people in yeah. front of a train mm-hmm. and and they and they die they, they they get hit by the train and they die and that's just a thing you can do in the game but as well it's got the ui of mm-hmm. like a, a new grounds game and oh, i'm yeah. yes. deeply obsessed with that like oh. it's visually mm-hmm. an enigma but at the same time still visually like what you'd kind of assume to be a classic wrestling game except mm-hmm. for the ui like the ui is so deeply like it's ugly explain it it is yeah. not it's not made for it really is it looks like you should be using a mouse to point and click and as you are drag like not even dragging just rolling your mouse over the options it should be going it is it's so oh it's the best except every 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 time you go to a different option it's a drum yeah <laughs> it it's, so hard. oh it's so cool like, hmm, he, how should how should i make sure people know that they're going to different options drum uh, just different parts of a drum incredible uh if there's wrestling empire he did wrestling revolution 3d which is just it's it's the earlier version and it is so yeah. it's ugly there's a there's a group that i really love called new legacy inc on youtube and they're my favorite guys. They got me to like start as infrequently as I do it now streaming wrestling games because I would watch them play these older games and I'd go like, fuck, these were so much fun. I want to get back into doing this. And during COVID, I did because of that. But man, the way they play those games is so fun and so funny and so goofy. It's awesome. And then on the flip of something that is developed and so deep and like really great, WrestleQuest is like, I'm having such a blast with it. It's a turn-based RPG, but it's professional wrestling-based, and the mechanics are really great. I got my friend, uh, Michael, who works at Achievement Hunter, did he he just loves turn-based rpgs and i told him like oh i'm playing this one he went home and downloaded it and he's like i got 80 percent of the way he just fucking blew through it he's like it was fantastic yeah it's It's like i i love the visuals of it the pixel art Mm -hmm. world as well that the fact that they're supposed to be like toys toys they're They're toys they're just action figures it's so cool like it's such a neat little idea like yeah it's it's such a fun vibrant game and i Mm -hmm. like that it's still obviously wrestling but it's doing something different you know it's not just uh uh doing and the thing is that you know the the wrestling format of press this button to punch Mm -hmm. and this button to kick and uh this button to taunt i think that's great but this turn-based uh semi quick time event system that they've got is really neat like it 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 works for it it reminds me a lot of paper mario actually oh yeah oh definitely really love about it Mm -hmm. it's visually really cool it has a great little story with like some converging stuff and different characters and then it also if you're a pro wrestling fan it has a million pro wrestlers and pro wrestling angles and lore and nods everything has to do with pro wrestling in a way that is a lot of fun and it is just it's a blast it's a great it's a great little game in a style that I don't typically gravitate to, but I really, 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 really loved. I really loved it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, then there are a few more coming out as well. And there's Wrestling with Emotions, New Kid on the Block, which is a dating sim. Is that right? I don't know about this. Really? <laughs> it's really cute. Yeah, it's this dating sim set in <laughs> set in a wrestling p- promotion where a big part of, you know, what you're doing, because, mm-hmm. you know, wrestling's all about storylines and the relationship between wrestlers as well as it is about wrestling. But uh, <laughs> with wrestling with emotions, you know, you're, you're this big-time wrestler and you've got a bunch of different wrestlers to choose from to kind of cozy up to. And it's, it's so silly. The art style looks like if a 90s comic book got thrown up on. Yeah, it's, it it's, really... it's uh, kind of gooey yeah gooey, it's like a gooey sticky art style yeah the the it's so it's gross 
it's just gross to look at, but in a way that <laughs> is comforting to me as a man in like my uh, mid to late thirties where I go, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I get this. hundred <laughs> like, percent. Oh, that's it. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 That's it. There's also wrestle story, which is uh, made by TikTok games. And they're a, it looks to be a bit more. Have you ever played Going Under? No. Well, it's a roguelike where uh, you play as uh, someone working at this startup and you have to like go into the depths of the startup and beat the shit out of these monsters to make your company succeed. Something like that. <laughs> but Wrestle Story kind of reminds me of that. It's still got that vibe of a. Uh, uh, your standard wrestling game, but it looks visually, it looks a lot more like God. I'm trying to think like Ooblets, you know? Oh, like yeah. It's, oh, it's definitely. Very yeah. Brightly colored and yeah. very, very silly. Mm -hmm. It's very oversaturated, like colors and a very expressive look. Everything is constantly like moving. This looks so fun this looks like just like a fun like a really fun like little rpg where yeah, oh yeah cho choose a look what do you want your is the best part of a wrestling game. it but it's it's just paper dolls for boys and now it's paper dolls for everyone oh, so it's great playing dress up in mm. wrestling games i feel like is boys introduction to playing dolls oh it's absolutely it true already Oh, a hundred percent. My favorite stuff to do in WWF WrestleMania or WWF No Mercy was changing the outfits to make sure they look like the ones that were on TV as soon as WWF Raw went off the air. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Do you think games like this have the potential to kind of bring in, I guess, new fans that probably be normally not very into wrestling but very into these kinds of games yeah i think that ruby speaking frankly i think you are the demographic for both these games and all elite wrestling <laughs> yeah. it, you are if you hadn't gotten into it yet i think you would have seen something like wrestle story and then seen kenny omega and then gone i think i'm gonna get into this thing it it's very yeah. much these are great stepping stones for people who don't necessarily know wrestling, but WWE looks like WWE still. It hasn't changed, I feel, it hasn't changed its look in terms of like a production for like a show in a very long time. It looks like what you remember it looking like in 2007. Yeah. AEW, I think you can turn on and it has a little bit of a lower production quality and the wrestlers... The way WCW looked like it was wrestling, AEW has a little bit more of like, these guys don't look like pro wrestlers. They look a little different. And that, to me, grabs the attention of people more than just another guy who's generic Jack Guy 6. Uh, you have people like the best friends, and you have people like Butcher and Blade, and you go like, these are different. There's different things going on here. And I think if you see something like Wrestle Story, maybe you jump over... And you see top flight and you go, oh, that's, oh, okay. This is interesting. All these guys, you know, there's some give like Willow Nightingale. I think that if you, I think that if you played wrestle story and then you saw Willow Nightingale, you would go, oh, this might be something I absolutely want to watch and see and do. And I, I feel like that's the, that's the crossover and that's the way to bring in the new fan. I feel like Willow Nightingale is part of this like kind of new age of wrestling. Like she's, so much fun and she's so colorful and, and positive. And I, I feel mm -hmm. like she's, she's kind of part of this like good vibes era of wrestling. Oh yeah. You know? And like, look, there's shit happening in AEW that's not very good vibes, but there's also a lot of good vibes wrestlers that really kind of mm -hmm. bring it up. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Oh, big time, big time. I think the women's division has a lot of that and there's, there's a lot of fun to be had in a lot of different ways. I feel like there's a lot more representation in wrestling overall right now than there probably ever has been. And especially yeah. on TV um, where there just haven't been, there hasn't been someone that looks like Eddie Kingston on TV in a major pro wrestling role in a very, very, I very long time. Love him so much. He's the best. I, I love him so much. I genuinely believe he is the only man in wrestling that thinks it's real. Oh, absolutely. The way that he is knowing that <laughs> that it's pro wrestling and it's not real, but I'm not sure if he quite knows that. And it's so exciting. 
It's so yeah. thrilling. I just, I love it so much. When he showed up on TV, uh, it was an open challenge against Cody Rhodes and yeah. he cut a promo. It was, I was fucking losing my mind because I couldn't believe I was seeing Eddie Kingston on TV. I yeah. couldn't believe it. It was like the, in what world, like my eyes were rolling back in my fucking head going <laughs> like Eddie Kingston's on fucking TV. It was so cool. Yeah. It was so cool. I love it. I love wrestling. What's the next wrestling thing you're excited for? Well, like in terms of wrestling games, I'm really excited for wrestling story. So yeah. sorry for wrestle story. It just looks mm -hmm. like so much fun, so much freaking fun. Uh, but what I'm most looking forward to is uh, Maki Ito has uh, sent out an open challenge for John Moxley. And I want that to happen so badly that that is what I'm most looking forward to uh, in the future of wrestling. She's so awesome. If it doesn't happen in AEW, it would be a real shame. But I do think that if it doesn't happen in AEW, it will happen in GCW because she is a deathmatch queen now. She's so awesome with Nick Gage being crazy fucking deathmatch wrestler. Maki Ito is so much fun to root for. I just, I love it. I love it. I love, love Maki it. Ito. She's a blast. And that's all the time we got. Oh, so fast. Oh, it really, time flies when you're having fun, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Big thank you, Eric, for joining me on the show today. Where can we see more of your shit? Uh, don't follow me on Twitter. Don't follow me on any social media. Don't worry about following me in particular. Uh, it's a big waste of time, but, uh, go listen to a podcast called Fuckface. That's F star star K F A C E. Go listen to that. I produced that another podcast called face jam. Go listen to face jam. Uh, face jam is a fast food review show. Uh, we just crossed 100 episodes, which sounds like, wow, you guys have only been around for two years. No, we do one episode every two weeks. So we've been around for four years and it just took us a long time to do it. Um, so fuck face, face jam. Uh, there's, there's just a lot going on over in those neck of the woods. So check out those things. Uh, and, and I hope that you enjoyed any of this whatsoever. And I do too. And a big thank you to you for listening. If you're liking what you're hearing, why not give us a five-star rating on whatever podcast platform you're using? Better yet, why not give us a nice little review? Here's one from Logic Cube. This podcast is great. I haven't played any of the games reviewed slash discussed as of episode three, but it's still fun to listen to. Ruby is hilarious and the guests are excellent. I found out about this from Thumbcrance, another great podcast, and have heard Ruby on Thumbcrance before. It's great to have more content from her. That's really kind. Thank you. That is so funny that you've heard about these games and you've just gone, nah. I, I, no. You played it? Fuck no. <laughs> but I like it. Yeah. I like listen the way to you it. talk about them. Oh my God. Oh, that's so fucking funny. <laughs> and hey, if you really like what you're hearing and you'd like to hear more, consider supporting Back Pocket over on Patreon where you can get access to our lovely Discord full of all sorts of buds. And if you support us at a certain tier, you can get even more access to even more audio content just like this. And you can also find us on Twitch where we've got our main live show every Thursday from 7 p.m. AEST. And on TikTok where we're constantly posting very good stuff for you to cast your big, beautiful eyes on. And then there's the socials. Uh, a la X and threads or whatever, but and you're also welcome to get around that. Once again, thanks so much for tuning in. And as Stone Cold Steve Austin would say, <coughs> bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.